please be aware that True Crime by the Book may discuss topics, share opinions, and use language that could be disturbing or offensive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Tidings and salutations, bibliophages. I'm Tasha Pierce, the host of True Crime by the Book, where every other Tuesday we bring you true crime, one page at a time. And today is going to be different. And the different thing, the last episode, anybody who joined me for my last episode will know that I said I was going to do the more than a movie segment and we would be talking about uh, growing up Butterfuco. I will release that episode um, possibly next week, next week, Tuesday. I thought I'd come in today because there's something that's weighing very heavily on me. And um, I've gotten quite sick of hearing about these types of events, but I know these things will continue to happen because as human beings, we want to believe in the good in people. We want to uh, tell ourselves that this person that we're dating or that we're married to is going to change. And I'm here to tell you that uh, domestic abuse is one of those situations that you really don't get an opportunity a lot of times to get right the next time, if you understand what I'm saying. So I'm gonna share with you two stories, maybe even more. One of them is uh, the story that's hit the news today. And that news is about India Mackey. And India Mackey had, had just celebrated her 20th birthday. She was not 20 years old for 24 hours before her abusive boyfriend shot and killed her. So I'm going to share that story with you today and non-scripted. Well, actually, I'm going to read the People magazine article on India Mackey, and then I'm going to share with you my survivor story. Um, and my survivor story is over 20 years old. So uh, it's been a long time since I was the person that allowed myself to be mentally and physically beaten down by a person who said they loved me. But because I believe we can share a story and touch somebody and hopefully, hopefully it makes you rethink your situation because in India's situation, her, her boyfriend told her he was going to kill her and he meant it. In my situation, my boyfriend told me he was going to kill me and I believed him the first time he said it. But we will get to my story first. I'm going to share with you India's story. A Michigan woman is dead after she filmed her boyfriend allegedly loading his gun and threatening her with the weapon. India Mackey tragically died one day after her 20th birthday in what prosecutors are calling a fatal domestic violence dispute, Macomb County Prosecutor Eric Smith said in a statement released by his office last week. 18-year-old Kevin Dixon was charged with first-degree murder, carrying a concealed weapon, and felony firearm for his girlfriend's death, the release said. 
Dixon was scheduled to be arraigned last Thursday and is currently being held without bail. Local station KWTX reported on Sunday. Smith's office did not immediately respond to People Magazine's request for comment and a lawyer for Dixon could not be immediately located by People. In footage obtained by local ABC station WXYZ Detroit, Dixon can be seen sitting in a car and pulling out a gun. You think I'm playing, huh? He asks in the video, which was taken by Mackie. The two had reportedly gotten into a heated argument in Dixon's driveway in Warren, Michigan, just north of Detroit. Okay, Mackie then says in the footage before Dixon says, these big four or five hollow tips gonna eat you up. Dixon allegedly shot McKay, oh, I'm sorry, shot Mackie shortly after the video was recorded before driving the vehicle to East Point with Mackie still inside. Dixon was pulled over in East Point for erratic driving and Mackie was pronounced dead on the scene at 5.51 p.m. last Tuesday, according to Smith's office. Dixon's mother, Nikita Dixon, was arrested on Thursday and is being held on a $100,000 bond, Macomb's County Sheriff uh, Office online records show. ABC reported that she was arrested outside of the courthouse at her son's arraignment for being an accessory after the fact and tampering with evidence after Dixon allegedly called her asking for help getting rid of the murder weapon. The Macomb County Sheriff's Office and Smith's Office did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. Lawyers for Kevin and Nikita Dixon could not be immediately located by People magazine. Smith said that Mackey's death is the sixth murder case resulting from a domestic violence situation that office had received in the past two months and urged anyone facing a similar situation to flee the scene. Quote, my staff and I are committed to the continued prosecution of these offenders to the fullest extent under the law. These acts will not be tolerated in our community. End quote. Please, if you're facing an imminent violent situation, leave the situation immediately and call police, he said. Do not stay and record the incident. It could be the difference between life and death. A vigil was held for Mackie on Sunday night at Saginaw High School, from which she previously graduated. Mackie's father, Joseph Polk, echoed Smith's sentiment at the vigil, saying to WNEM-TV5, Let your fathers protect you. Let your uncles, your brothers, let the community protect you. Go to somebody. Tell somebody. Somebody will help you because they don't want to see this ending. He also said, I know she was very loved, but to see everyone come together like this, it just means a lot. And uh, there was a large turnout at the vigil where star-shaped balloons were released in her honor. And that was via People Magazine. So now we've heard India's story. And let me tell you, the video that she recorded just prior to her own death is available online if anybody really needed to see that. There, It does not 
show her death. It just shows those moments leading up where he was threatening her. He was taking the bullets out of this weapon and wiping his fingerprints off of them. He planned to kill her and made sure his fingerprints would not be on the bullets. So he anticipated on dumping her somewhere. This is a real life walking, talking piece of shit. And now let's talk from a a maternal standpoint. I've got a son and my son knows I will not uphold him in any wrongdoing. If something happens and you are protecting yourself or your family, I've got your back 100%. But if it's because you are a jealous hearted, selfish hearted, violent individual and you're out here taking your violence, your anger out on defenseless women, I got nothing for you. You'll sit wherever they take you and you will rot. And I know that every parent doesn't feel that way, but you know what? Some daughters would still be alive if mothers took that seriously. You don't uphold your child in his wrongdoing. But here we have a mother who is who has allegedly, because I don't know this to be true, we have a mother who has allegedly moved a weapon for her son who just killed somebody. That is sick. Uh, women, we need to be in sort of a sorority. We need to protect other women, even if the person you're protecting them from shares the same blood as you. We, we don't need to be out here enabling these young men to be a murderer. So now let's start with my story. Okay. Well, I got married uh, shortly, I think shortly after my 20th birthday. And that, that marriage produced my son. And then very shortly after my son was born, maybe the, within the next year, me and his father broke up. So now here I am roughly 22 years old with a child. And for whatever reason, I felt like nobody else was going to want me. I felt like, oh my God, I'm so young. I've got this son and nobody else is going to want me. Because I harbored that feeling inside, I probably manifested it outside. And because I failed in this marriage, I felt like I needed to prove to myself and the whole world that I can make a relationship work. I felt like I had a lot to prove. I didn't want to introduce multiple men into my son's life at a young age. So honestly, the first guy, and I can say the first guy who found me attractive and wanted to talk to me, I made, I was all in. And uh, I guess we can call this guy Bill because I don't really want to, I don't want to poke the hornet's nest either. So Bill and I started dating and for, and he was uh, a love bomber. First, it was just a lot of love and hugs and kisses. And I just love you so much, Tasha. And then it was gifts. And I just got gift on top of gifts on top of gifts and 
Then, after the love bombing, one day my sister and I bought outfits that were just alike. She had one one color and I had one another. Now, mind you, I'm a 22-year-old woman, so I'm a shapely young lady. And uh, he saw me going down the street, walking down the street with my sister, and he literally snatched those clothes off of my back told me to never ever go outside dressed like that again now that should have been warning sign enough but I'm trying to make this relationship work because I've already felt like a failure so I start wearing baggy clothes I start hiding my shapeliness I started picking up weight too like uh I I picked up more weight after I met him than while I was pregnant I just let myself really go because I was afraid. I didn't know this is what the issue was at the time, but I was really afraid that, you know, he would lose his shit if someone else found me attractive. So I did that. I I started picking up weight. I was wearing baggy clothes. I was almost dressing like a boy, to be quite honest. And um, the next time a violent situation happened, I had gotten a house and he wanted to move in and I'm just trying to, again, keep this whole situation intact. So after a few months, he moved in and I must have said something that he didn't like. And my mother passed away when I was a young girl and I had a few items of furniture and things like that that were hers that I really, really was attached to. And Because he knew I had an attachment to this stuff, he destroyed it. Destroyed it all. Now, there, here we are. I've got all the signs that I need that this is not a one-time thing, that this man is going to continue to abuse me. And be assured, he continued to abuse me. Um, One time, he was like, I'm going to give you a pumpkin head. For some for whatever the reason. And, and a pumpkin head when we was growing up is I'm going to beat your ass until you have knots on your head. And guess what? He kept that fucking promise. He kept that promise. There were times where he beat on me outside and people in the traffic would just keep going. Nobody tried to help. Um, My own father said, I'm, I can't help you because what if, if I do something and you turn around and go right back with him then that will have defeated the purpose of me doing anything. So he instructed uh, himself and and my family to not get involved. And and there's no blaming because this, at the end of it all, it was all going to come to me coming to the conclusion that I needed to get out of this situation. Um, I tried to commit suicide. And the only thing that made me admit what I did is I'm like, what's going to happen to my son? I had already taken a handful of prescription medicine and then my son popped in my mind. So I did tell tell someone to take me to the hospital. I had my stomach pumped. Uh, They left, they left me in my own filth uh, with the charcoal when they pumped my stomach and the vomit and all of that. They left all that on me because they're saying to me, this is what, this is what that looks like. This is what killing yourself or attempting to kill yourself looks like. 
you're going to be like that. So, of course, now I'm back in this man's situation. And, of course, I'm being love bombed because he don't want me to leave. We moved. We moved from Indiana to Georgia thinking it's going to be a fresh start. You know, none of the none of the things that I was doing here in Indiana that was making him so mad. I'm not going to do any of those things. And we're going to go here and we're going to start over and everything's going to be different until it wasn't. I'm still being abused. And even though I'm walking on eggshells, he's still abusing me. He's still just any chance he gets beating my ass. Any chance he gets and. If you know, if you knew me younger, I was a fighter. I had, I didn't even have no fight left in me. I just took it. And then one day after a very kind of brutal fight, he left the apartment and left me with my son. I collected my son and I tried to run away. And in trying to run away, it was dark outside and I wasn't thinking that we're wearing dark clothes, it's dark outside. And I went outside and I got hit by a car. And this accident could have taken my son's life, could have taken my life. But I'm I'm really thinking about my baby at this point. It could have taken my child's life. Uh, we ended up with head injuries. Both of us had broken leg. Um, and the only person in Atlanta that we knew was him. So now we have to make the phone call or I didn't, but now the hospital makes the phone call and, and uh, informs him that I've been involved in this accident. So I've been involved in an accident. I've got a broken leg. I'm all scarred up. My son has got a broken leg. He's all scarred up. We end up back at the apartment that he and I shared together. And it, it wasn't even a week. It wasn't even a week before he wanted to have sex. I did not. And he attacked me. And in this attack, he said to me, bitch, this time I'm going to kill you. Now, I remember back in my mind when he said, bitch, I'm about to give you a pumpkin head. And he did just that. So when he said, bitch, I'm going to kill you. He said, bitch, this time I'm going to kill you. And I believed him. And I knew I had to protect me and my son. So I picked up my crutch and got all the fight that I, that I didn't have all those other months. I got all my fight back in that moment where he said, bitch, I'm going to kill you. And I beat his motherfucking ass with that crutch. Now, still, I'm at a disadvantage because I've got a broken leg. My son's got a broken leg. And now we have to escape. And he's not going to be down for long. I hobble to the front door. I've got my son on my right hip. I got a crutch under my left arm. And I try to make it to the door. And I get to the door and I swing it open and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I still got to get away. And when I opened that door, there was a car accident in the apartment parking lot. 
So, of course, you have police there. And, of course, they have cameras taking pictures of this uh, car accident. And when I opened the door and yelled help, they looked up, they left that accident, and they immediately started taking pictures of me because I looked battered. I was in horrible shape. But I was like, not as bad as that motherfucker in there. (laughs) And I know it's not funny because, but that was it. That was my moment. That was when he said that he would kill me. I took that as a promise. And I have not looked back. So now, have men tried to emotionally demean me? Yes. Yes. Some men have tried to uh, emotionally and mentally abuse me, but never will I accept physical abuse, point blank, and period. You put your hands on me. That's it. Now, not saying this because I'm saying, see, she was wrong and I was right. Because both of us, both of us, me being around the same age that India uh, was, and then... uh going through at, you know, pretty much the same type of behavior. It's just by the grace of God that I walked away, that I was able to move. I mean, we, if you want the, the rest of the story, I was homeless in Atlanta. My son and I were staying in shelters. I'm sitting up all night. Mind you, both of us have broken legs. <laughs> I'm sitting up all night at shelters, letting him sleep. While I watched over him, this is an experience that I did not have to go through. I did not have to go through all of those things if I would have just known my worth from the beginning. So I'm saying to any young lady out there, don't let it go this far. Not just young ladies, young men as well. Don't let it go this far. If if a woman uh, is constantly demeaning you constantly beating you down physically or mentally you have to for your own sanity and safety check out this year alone there have been countless women that i'm looking or even right now we are still looking for anaya blanchard who was last seen with some knucklehead ass man and uh, there was a young lady back home in indiana beautiful young lady. I can't remember her name. Beautiful young lady who went out on a date with a jealous piece of shit and they find her body in a suitcase on the side of the road. So what I'm saying to you is when somebody displays that they give zero fucks about your personal safety, when a person displays that they give zero fucks about your right as a human, To just live without being abused, you have to think of it on your own to say, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to go. I cannot. I cannot be the next true crime story where everybody is sharing your story and you had to die for this story to be told. They're not playing. If they say they're going to beat your ass, they're going to beat your ass. If they say they're going to kill you, promise you, if they don't kill you today, they're going to kill you. Now, 
If you need assistance in getting out, there are a myriad of uh, places that will help. But off top is the domestic, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That's off top. And you can just call them anytime. 800-799-7233. I'm going to repeat that number. 800-799-7233. That's here in the States. You can also go to hotline.org and you will find a lot of a wealth of information uh, concerning domestic violence, whether you are being abused, because some people don't realize that this is abuse. It's easy to talk about the physical part of it. But if somebody is calling you bitches and hoes and sluts and telling you you're stupid and moving you, your family hates you, your family doesn't care for you, and bitch, you can't even do this. What kind of woman are you? You can't cook. You can't clean. If somebody is doing this to you constantly, guess what? You're being abused. If somebody is financially abusing you, if and it makes me think of the, uh, yeah, her name, Susan Cox Powell. It makes me think of that. He he financially abused her. He mentally abused her. And if you don't know what case I'm talking about, I'm sorry. I just keep throwing cases out there. But yeah, he it, it, her body has never been recovered. We can't even see, you know, how she was killed, if she was killed, who killed her, because there's been no recovery of her remains. However, uh, the husband in that case ended up killing himself and his two children. Now, if you are are going through uh, this type of treatment, if you're being treated in a horrible way, being abused, and your family is a little standoffish about assisting, you can go to the police. And I know that is the last thing a lot of us want to do because you think you love this person and you don't want to see them locked up. Well, guess what? They're either going to be locked up for beating on you or they're going to be locked up for killing you. It'd be much more conducive for you to go ahead and call the police while you're still alive. Just like the police said in in the People magazine article that I just read to you, if you feel like you're in this type of situation and you have an opportunity, plan an exit. Make your exit strategy. Maybe one day, especially if you don't have children, it really works out well. Just one day when you're supposed to be doing something mundane, like going to work. That day, tell your your boss what's going on. Call in and move. (laughs) And, And I mean, that's really it. This last situation that I'm in, in a relationship a couple of years back. And he... I started feeling like this, what you're doing to me is, is kind of demeaning and it's kind of abusive. And my exit strategy is what ended, what wound me up here in Houston. And, uh, told him I was going to see my son. Yeah, I'm going to, going to go take a trip, see my son. I'll be back. And I took whatever I could carry on the plane with me and I never returned. Because he started giving me, not physically abusive, never can I say this man put his hands on me. But he was starting to beat me down emotionally. 
And I'm like, mentally. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm starting to feel like you're pushing the wrong buttons. And I got the fuck out because th- there is not so much life left at this point. I'm, I'm uh, at the middle of the hill, I guess you could say. And I'm not going to spend it. Not one extra moment, not one extra second feeling like I'm worthless. And anybody who makes me feel like I need to question my own worth, I can do without them. Friend, family, whomever. If you make me question myself about my worth, fuck you. I will see you in my rear view. (laughs) So I'm saying all of these things because I do want to reach at least one person. If one person listens to this and says, I'm the fuck out of there, I I feel like I've done my job. If you just need to talk to somebody and you want to know if what's going on in your situation is abuse, first of all, if you got to question it, it probably is. But secondly, I am 100% on board with helping young ladies older ladies, young men, older men realize what's going on in their situation. I'm helping them to come to the proper conclusion about what they can do to make sure they are living their best life. You can catch up with me, TC by TB at gmail.com. That's TC by TB at gmail.com. I'm also on all the things, all the social media accounts are TC by TB. If you would like to assist this, this little podcast financially, I'm also on Patreon. You can go patreon.com slash TC by TB. I'm always here. If anybody needs to reach out, I will always be here. If I don't get back to you within the first few minutes, I guarantee you I'm going to get back to you because this is very very near and dear to my heart and it's very important to me to make sure that that my listenership knows that they have a safe place now i've talked on and on and on i gave you my story if you'd like to share your story if you want to do a story time and, and you like to share your story of how you got out of an abusive situation i welcome any story and i will share it without identifying you if that is uh, important to you again tcbytb at gmail.com I really don't have an awful lot more to say I will get that growing up Butterfuco episode out for you guys next week but this was very 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 important to me and I felt like I needed to vent and to share You guys, look in the show notes if you need that phone number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline and also hotline.org. If you need a reminder of that, always in the show notes uh, for this episode, you can definitely find it. And with that being said, please rate, review, share the show, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Later, bookworms.